the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. And says, son, let me help you down. And the son says, daddy, I got it. My way is just falling. And I said, boy, Holy Spirit, you are funny. Because many times, our Father, God says, here, son, let me help you. And then we said, nah, daddy, I got it. I just keep on falling. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something family, we're starting a three-part uh, three series, praise God, called RSVP, RSVP. Uh, it's such a great thing for those who do RSVP and that some just show up to God be the glory. But uh, I just want y'all to understand that God knows your name and praise God, you, you got to make sure that you RSVP. It's a three-part series. Today, we're going to deal with meet me at crossword, a crossroads. Part two is you're not forgotten. And part three, Easter Sunday is you have a seat at the table. You don't want to miss any of these threes. And then, and then uh, the fourth Sunday of this month, I'm starting a series on healing. And we're going to, the series is titled, My God is Still a Healer. And we're going to stay in healing until Jesus tells me to stop. But I really believe this is a shift going to happen in this church. Everyone say amen. Well, today, part one, meet me at the crossroads. As I was preparing this message, a song jumped in my spirit. And... Uh, uh, some of you may know the song, and some of you may not know the song, but as they play the song, I, I just want to see who, 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 who been there before with me, to God be the glory. Boy, y'all start waving hands over there. <laughs> oh, me. Boy, Lord Jesus. This is my church. That's why I know. I, that's why I know. Praise God. See, we meet me at the crossroads. At some point in your life, you'll reach a crossroads in which you got to make a decision which way you're going to go. Some of you is to stay single or some to marry. Some to get married or get divorced. Some to stay childless, some to have kids. I know we thought we were going to have two and then Josiah came. Amen. Anybody got some of them extra kids that you did? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Some of you is to stay at that job. Some of you is to leave the job. I don't know if you've ever been in that season, praise God, where you are, uh, when you go fishing every now and then, if you go fishing and, and, and you, 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 you're out there reeling and you say, oh, Jesus, I got a big one. And you pulling, pulling, all of a sudden, nothing moving. And then you got to make a decision to cut bait or keep pulling. Everyone say you got to make a decision. Glory to God. There's a tree outside my office. And uh, 
on a regular basis, my son likes to climb trees. Wherever he sees a tree, he wants to climb it. His name is Josiah, my last child. He wanted to climb trees. So my brother, my baby boy said, uh, I'm going outside there to go climb a tree. I said, well, go climb your tree, son. So I'm, you know, we're leaving church, my wife and all the kids. Joma wasn't with us. We're leaving, uh, and we're leaving, and I see Josiah in the tree. He's about eight feet up in the tree. I said, I go back to my son, and I say, son, do you need help getting down? He says, no, daddy, I got it. I said, well, praise the Lord. So I keep on stepping to my car. Then I, I hear a boom, and I hear, that hurts. And I said, okay, that hurts. So I look back, and I said, Josiah, what happened? He says, well, dad, I fell out of the tree. I said, son, I thought you knew how to get down. He says, daddy, that's how I get down. I just fall. Come on, church. I said, boy, Holy Spirit, talk to me right there. I said, son... Your father comes to you and says, son, let me help you down. And the son says, daddy, I got it. My way is just falling. And I said, boy, Holy Spirit, you are funny. Because many times our father, God says, here, son, let me help you. And then we said, nah, daddy, I got it. I just keep on falling. I said, glory to God. How many times God says, son, let me help you, but you say, not God, I got it, and all of a sudden you, so Josiah gets up, he said, oh, that was a rough one, (laughs) two days later, we at the office again, Josiah said, daddy, I'm going to my tree, I said, okay, do what you do, son, so, praise God, all of a sudden, I see the brother come back with a mean limp, Oh, he cried hard. <laughs> you know that shaking crying, that shaking that where well, you can't breathe right crying. Anybody? <laughs> his hip all skinned up. Because see, this time he doesn't hit the ground first. He hit the tree, then the ground. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> but my wife has a first aid kit in the office. So she hooked him up and I said, son, you got to find a better way. And Holy Spirit gave me part two of my message. Oftentimes, we don't ask Daddy for help until it hurt bad enough. See, once he got skinned up and was bleeding, now he won't. Why do we have to wait and keep on falling and keep on getting skinned up? Then one day, Lord, do you have a better Plan. Raise your hand if you've fallen a couple times. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you too. Don't, don't, don't come up in church and line up in here today. Don't even lie like that. But why, family, why do we have to go the hard way? And I'm looking at my eight-year-old son, and now he got a nice, a nice tire mark right here on his butt. And I say, I'm, I'm, my question is, He hasn't asked to go up the tree in a minute now. (laughs) Because he understands the repercussions of falling. He's at a crossroads, (laughs) y'all. We have a a TV in our bedroom. It's like 50 inch, something like that. I don't know what it is. I go to turn TV on this week, y'all. There's a cross on my TV. I said, God, you're trying to speak to me. Meet me at the crossroads. Then I look closer. I said, something wrong with the TV. 
Josiah punched him. So the cross is where the dent where he punched it was like, Poof. I said, I because I, I knew, I knew, because I've, I've seen this, this scene before. I said, somebody hit my screen. I don't know who. So I said, Josiah, come here, bro. I said, son, did you punch the screen? He said, yeah, dad, Netflix wasn't working right. <laughs> you better do something or you're going to start choking somebody. <laughs> Please don't let me kill him right now. Anybody got one of them children? Netflix won't work all right. But I say, you know what? God is good. You know, TVs are cheap now. You know, that would be thousands a long time ago. No, it's fairly reasonable. I said, I said, Lord, you just want to talk to me. Stop watching so much TV, Jomo. I receive. He ain't speak to you on that. She ain't got to her crossroads read. That's all right. All right. Let's get to the word. <laughs> Acts chapter 9. Fell out the tree. Son, why don't you get help? Nah, Dad, I got this. I just fall. Golly. That's one thing for an eight-year-old to say that. We got adults that say the same thing. Now, Saul, still breathing. Everyone say still breathing. Threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord and relentless in his search for believers went to the high priest. Still, I, the reason why I want you to say still is for you to understand that he is in the midst of being who he is. He's not in the midst of transition of changing. He is still doing what he should not be doing. Verse 2, and he asked for letters of authority for him to, to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he, if he found any men or women, they're belonging to the way, that's Jesus, the believers, followers of Jesus' Messiah, men and women alike, he would arrest them and bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. So this brother's out there taking care of Christians. That was his job description. <clears throat> Verse 3, as he traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly, everyone say suddenly. What I love about God, God doesn't send you a, send you a text message. He don't give you an Instagram. He just pop in your life suddenly to God. Be, and what the good thing about the suddenly part is, God doesn't take long to change your situation. He can come in suddenly. So the Bible says, and suddenly, praise God, a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come here today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, The Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. In this book, I share my journey on the power of prayer. I talk about how I became known as the prayer guy. I speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer, 10 conditions for answered prayer, 5 benefits of daily prayer, Hannah's 5 keys to her prayer success, Hezekiah's 7-step prayer model, and the 7 ways to pray to get answers. Throughout this book, I even do a daily journal to where you can log your conversation with God. Get this book in your hands. You can get it from Amazon.com or JomoCousins.com. Get your book today. Give someone the gift of prayer. God bless you. It's Pastor Jomo.
Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. I'd rather you hot or cold, lukewarm, I will spit out. He says, why are you oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up, everyone say get up, and go into the city. You will be told what to must do. Everyone say get up. Now I don't know what got you down, but you got to what? Come on, look at this and say get up. Come on, I know you've been through some stuff, but you got to what? I know what they did to you, but you got to what? Come on, I know, I know, I know it hurt, but you still got to what? Just get up. I know what you used to do, but now it's time for you to get up and go. Oftentimes in a faith walk, we want God to show before we go. That's not faith. God will say, go, and I will show. That's hard. Because, see, I, I, I have a plan, and I, I don't want to just go. But God is saying, you got to get up. Everyone say, go. The men who were traveling with him were terrified and stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Everyone said he couldn't see nothing. Now, the purpose of that, I, uh, my, my, my thought process, so now for, for most of Paul's life, he was walking by sight, and now they have to lead him, so now he has to walk by faith. So, so God is saying what your security blanket was in your vision, in your sight, I'm taking away. And now you can't focus on your sight. You got to focus on your vision. See, sight is limited. Vision is unlimited. So what he's saying, I got to get you to see like I see and think like I think. So for me to get you to walk by faith, I got to take away your eyes. Because faith comes by so when he says, I'm going to reprogram you, I'm going to reboot your computer. Oh, Jesus. Because see, you were thinking one thing, but now I got to rework your thinking so you can understand the way I'm thinking. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away what you see so that now you can really focus on hearing my voice. Glory to God. So Saul got up from the ground. Okay, look at Isaiah. Look what this talks about right here. And talks about sight. They do not know, nor do they understand, for God has muddied their eyes. Why is this critical? Because, see, you'll have people who can't see what you see. And you're like, why can't you see it? Because, see, they have sight but no vision. Look at another scripture. 
give you more supporting text. John 12, 40. He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart to keep them from seeing with their, their eyes. God will actually blind folk and see they have sight but no vision. <laughs> God wants you to see past your predicament. Vision is the ability to see the end. Vision is the ability to see the end, see past your pain, see past your heartache, to see past it and understand this is just a season I'm going through. I can see myself on the other side. Anybody who's been to college know you better have vision. Lord Jesus, you got to see yourself graduating. You got to see yourself walking across the aisle. You got to see that paycheck. Glory to God. You have to have vision because you're going to go through some things along the way. But the vision of that day is what propels you through it. There's one more up there. Psalms 119. Now, this is the one, y'all. Open my eyes to spiritual truth so that I may behold the wonderful things of the law. Everyone say, open your eyes. Okay, lift your hands up to heaven. Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Now, now see, it's, it's different, praise God, because if you think about it, uh, there was a young man who went to the prophet. He says, he says we're surrounded. The prophet looks at him. Lord, open his eyes so he can see. The young man looked up and realized the people who surrounded him were surrounded. And he says, great, there's more with us than against us. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. See, God can give you spiritual vision to where you can see past your current predicament, current situation, and then you'll get to the revelation that I realize is Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things, all things, all things are working together for the good, for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose, plan, and design. Back in the Acts, back in the Acts. And he was unable to see for three days. Everyone say three days. Three days is significant, obviously, for Jesus. Also three days for Jonah. There's a transformation that's happening in these three days. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord said to him, in a vision. Everyone say, in a vision. This is critical because understand, he was not speaking through sight. He was speaking through vision. This is critical in your faith walk because God will give you visions and he's trying to talk to you. All right, it says this. And he answered, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go. Notice God didn't ask for permission. Amen. Get up and go to the street called Straight. I can't even pray. I can't make that up. I can't make that up. What street you need to get on? Come on, look at your name. What street you on? Oh, come on. What? No, nah, no. Nah, somebody lied to you. What street you on? Come on. You on Crooked Street, Jacked Up Street. You on U-Turn Street. Praise God. Some of you on a circle. <laughs> What street you on, brother? I don't know, but I keep seeing the same thing. <laughs> we, we, we were in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, y'all. And my wife said, I said, where you want to eat breakfast? She said, I want to eat at IHOP. I said, we get on the, we get in the, we're leaving Atlanta, Hartsville. So we put in a GPS, right? So, man, we must have went eight circles. It was like one loop, one loop, one loop, one loop, circle, 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 circle. Man, come to find out, IHOP was at the airport. <laughs> if y'all don't get the story, I'm leaving the airport. Put IHOP in the computer, and the computer took me back.
And some of y'all doing that right now, going in circles. What street are you on? Everyone say straight street. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And ask for the house of Judas for a man from Tarshish named Saul, for he is praying there. Critical. Everyone say, he is praying. So guess what? The reason the revelation came because he was praying. Now, could it be he was praying because he lost his sight? Because prior to that, he wasn't trying to deal with Jesus. But all of a sudden, now he can't see. He want to pray. Something about when things are getting taken away, how you change your posture. Now he's praying, and now my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, Isaiah. It's going to be on the screen for you, Isaiah. Oh, look at this, y'all. Church, let's read together. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and... Come on, man. Y'all better get that thing. He says, before you even start talking about it, I'm already working on trying to figure out exactly what you need. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. That's why it's so critical you have a prayer life. Because in your prayer room, God will speak to you with visions and ideas. And praise God, it's critical that you spend time with God in prayer. It will make your life so much easier. If you can pray, amen? And I didn't say you got to be a prayer warrior. Just talk to God. Father God, I'm struggling today. Praise God, I love you. I need help. This job I'm about to go to is of the devil, but I thank you for this devil job right now. And Lord, I thank you that you're working it out, that Father God, this job will not be my job for long, but I will be faithful while I am here because I am an instrument of you. And Lord, I'm going to blossom right here. And Father, pray right where you are. Back in the Acts. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and in a place his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many people about this man. Okay, ra raise your hand if you've done, if you've done something that, that you're not proud of. Raise your hand. Now look around the church. Now, now, now look the other way. Now hold your purse real tight. <laughs> Jesus, praise the Lord. Y'all know who's sitting next to you right now. So, <laughs> everybody done did something wrong, praise God. Look at that. I don't know how long it's been for you. Look at that. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. None of us in here are perfect. We've all fallen short. Some of you have been 10 years ago. Some of you was 20 minutes ago. But we're all the same at the foot of the cross. Sinners. Glory to God. So, so, so with this, oh, glory to God. He said, I've heard a lot of things about him. And truth be told, people have said things about you too. You have to grow in this and give people a chance. Because oftentimes we will take secondhand information and act like we have firsthand experience. Amen, amen, amen. Give everyone a chance on a one-on-one -on -one basis to learn for yourself. Because oftentimes God will have a person that you don't like be a blessing to you. If you can get, give, if you get yourself out of the way, praise God. You just don't know how God, God used the people you least suspect he would use. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He said, but I heard things about him. Evil brought on your saints and God's people in Jerusalem. And here in Damascus, he has the authority from the high priest to put in chains all who call on your name, confessing Savior. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is deliberately chosen instrument of mine. 
Family, some of you know, being a pastor was not on my plan. Amen. NFL, then I was going to start buying properties, and I was going to build my empire. Told my wife. That's why, you know, that when we worked out, she said, Joe, I said, why are you giving me, Charmaine? She said, because you always had a vision. Even though you had the money, you always talk about you won't have it. And I said, yes, Jesus, praise God, game recognized game, praise God. I spoke it into existence. And so I, I always spoke about being in a certain place and a certain thing. And, and so uh, I just didn't see it. And then one, one, one day God said, Jomo, I want you to talk to my people. You've talked to enough business people and you've trained enough people. I want you to train my people. I said, Lord, I can't do it. I, I don't want to be with your people. They're hard-headed. They're stiff-necked. They don't want to listen to me. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio. Fresh Wind Radio.